Hello, everybody. It feels like Christmas in November, and your broskies in basketball are here to break down the opening night slate of the college basketball season. It's here, baby. Recording live from somewhere. This is one and done. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media Train. What is up? Welcome into the one and done opening slate show powered by DrRoto.com. I am your humble host. My name is Jay Heinrich. You can follow me on X at Dr. William Ken, but let's get right to the Broskis in basketball. I mentioned previously, let's get right to El Capitan himself. You can find that man on X at MC Holland 34, the captain of the green screens, media ship, the OG money Mike. That is Mr. Mike Holland. What it do, baby? What up? I'm excited. I'm ready for tomorrow. It's uh, finally here. I'm actually tired of looking at this DraftKings slate. I'm, I'm almost ready for another <laughs> slate, but I'm, I'm locked in, I'm loaded, and uh, I'm ready for to have a big year. You know who else is ready to have a big year? Our guy, Eric the Blue. You can find him in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. He is the baron of bread of Green Screens Media. That is Eric Aromoff. What's happening? College basketball is back. We are here breaking down the first slate of the season. We got a 12-gamer in store. We already have a number of different ways to qualify for the king of the bracket tournament mm-hmm. at the end of the season. I, I, I can't believe that we're, we're finally here. But what I can believe is that Kalen is right here with us, ready to go straight to the veins. Well we got plenty of familiar faces. We got Jody back. We got Woo! Corey back. Everyone is ready to, to get out here out and start printing some money, start seeing these green screens <laughs> as soon as slate number one. No doubt about it. First tip of the year, we get a 12-game DK slate tipping at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Hope you set your clocks back with Daylight Savings so you don't miss the tip there. 10K to first coming. Got a little 10K to first action. We got the king of the bracket, seat number one, which is a $95 entry. Guys, get in the satellites, get in that king of the bracket seat one. Hop along with us as we go along this ride. All season long, we'll be doing this. Follow all these handles on Twitter. Follow our guy at The Real Napier, our guy Chris, doing stuff behind the scenes for us, a little digital stuff. Our top 20 countdown on uh, YouTube here and on uh, what's it old called? Oh, yeah, old TikTok as well TikTok. at Get Green Screens over there. At one and done, CBB is the show page here, right there, scrolling across the screen, right on time. But let's not wait any longer. Make sure you smash those like and subscribe buttons. Drop something in that live chat. We see you hanging out there watching on YouTube with us. Say hey as we get a few thoughts on tonight's slate. We're going to hit a little overview here. I'm going to go ahead and start with, let's go to Mike first on sort of the general overview for this opening night slate. 
Uh, well, of course, on opening night, we would have uh, pretty much the what top five of our top 20 countdown on the slate, right? All the big guys. So I think for me, man, it's like lock in the stud forwards, find the value on these mid-major guards and move right along. So that's kind of the strategy I'm looking at. Uh, we'll dive into that a little bit as we go through, but I'm interested to hear Eric's thoughts. So forwards, how you doing? Keep it moving. Uh, that's what Mike's doing here. Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, this this slate's kind of interesting, right? You know, we a, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of teams, I should say, in the top top twenty five that are going to be on the board, and as such, a lot of a lot of kind of one sided games out there, right? So finding the right way to attack the heavier side of those games is going to be crucial, but also. It's only the first game of the season, but we have to keep an eye out for late news, right? Late news is always going to be critical in the game of CBB DFS. So got to use your utility spots wisely. Got to make sure that you keep an ear to the ground. One of the best ways to do that is to follow us again on Twitter at one and done CBB. We're tweeting out the news as we find it. And we will be giving a little bit of insight as to the fantasy impact of that. And also before we jump all the way into the slate, we have a new commenter popping in, T Thuggin, ready for uh, ready for some CBB DFS. Thanks for hosting this. Thank you for swinging through. We hey, uh, we you appreciate know, you I, popping in. How there. do you know it's not? How do you know it's not CT Huggin? You know, it could. I mean, it could be it C could Thuggin. Be. You know, CT Huggin. Either way, that's Eric. She's hanging out. Streets coming out. No matter. <laughs> yeah, let us I let us it. know if if you're if you're CT Huggin, we'll we'll embrace. We'll all give Either you a big way, old though, hug. But if you're Thuggin. That's cool with us, too. Whatever, man. Thanks for <laughs> dropping a line in the chat. We appreciate it. As always, hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Tonight, let's hop into this slate, though, gents. We have a four showcase games. Okay, so if you're new to one-and-done DFS shows, we usually like to do some showcase games, some of the higher totals that we're going to hit, some of the key players in those showcase games, and then we're going to break it down later on with some tiers, sort of 7,500 and above. 5,000 to 7,400, and then lower tiers after that. Sort of some key plays, some numbers that jump out to us. So what we're going to do first are those showcase games on this 12-game slate, slipping 12-game slate, tipping, there we go, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, all the numbers that you're going to hear today, these are all either Ken, Pro, Ken Palm projections, uh, Ken Palm point total. These are all things, all the numbers you'll hear will be based off of Ken Palm, including – um cal state fullerton at san diego state 132 on that total we might not, in the hammer <laughs> might not yeah in the hammer of course yeah last game of the night we may not spend just a ton of time talking about maybe maybe not maybe maybe not but you know games like sanford and purdue 144 total uh northern illinois marquette 147 we're gonna hit some of these games and then some players throughout as well uh gents before we hop in here, anything jumping out to you about these totals real quickly before we jump into the USC-Kansas State matchup? These totals, high, low, about right for this point of the season. What are y'all feeling about this? Uh, I'll go first. I think they're I think they're interesting. I'm more concerned with the lines. But, yep. you know, early in the college basketball season, like in the NBA, like blowouts, like you're just upset by the middle of the third quarter, right? But actually – and CBB, especially mid-major guys that are playing the power conference teams, they're just going to keep their starters out there up until the end of the game, regardless if it's a 25-30 point blowout. And a lot of times some of the power uh, conference teams will keep their guys out there up until maybe the two-minute mark. So 
shouldn't be as much concern. It's more of like the coaches that run big rotations. So like Alabama is like scary to me. Um, We'll talk about them here in a little bit. Uh, you know, Northern Illinois, we have some injury news we have to watch out for. They got a couple of studs, but they didn't play in their uh, last exhibition game. So we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I think the lines are okay. I, I just hate that the hammer is 132 from Cal State Fullerton and San Diego State. So it really feels like the USC-Kansas State game at 143 uh, may, be the, um, may be the true hammer. And then also, I we're going to go through these showcase games. But yeah. honestly, I you know we typically like like a 2-1, 2-2 stack, sometimes 3-2 stacks. I don't know that that's going to happen tomorrow. I, I just don't. I just don't know. But we'll we'll talk about it as we kind of go through the showcase games. Yeah. Why don't we jump in right into those showcase games now? We put it off long enough here. Let's start right with USC and Kansas State. Our first showcase game uh, with a 143 point implied total. Uh, Ken Palm predicted score USC up 72 to 71 in this one. Uh, preseason Ken Palm rankings for USC 25th projected offensive efficiency, 19th in defensive efficiency, and 145th in tempo. Lots of like there with those numbers uh, early on with offensive and defensive efficiency, Mike, pulling up the slate there. Um, so, again, with a total like this, when well, you know they're going to be efficient with uh, with their offense and their defense, who are you looking at here to open it up for the Trojans? Yeah, I'm looking at this game and really both sides as maybe uh, a one up, uh, excuse me, a one up, a one off type situation. So um, let me start with the, the normal guys at the top, right? Like Boogie Ellis, 7,800. I think that's a decent price for his talent. He's going to be a contrarian play um, because of the position and paying up at the guard position is going to be contrarian. So, like these stud guards, they're not going to be as owned as the stud forwards. But the problem is, is there's an opportunity cost when you play one of these guys, right? That's just one of the stud bigs that you are not going to play. Obviously, Ellis is going to have big usage. Um, you know, I, I'm probably going to have – I think right now I've got like 20 lineups. So I'm probably going to end up with like 30 or 40. So I don't know, maybe maybe th- two or three shares of Ellis. Some interest in Isaiah Collier uh, down here at 7,000. Man, like he's a superstar freshman, a consensus like top two player coming out of high school. I was hoping he'd be a little bit cheaper. I was hoping to get him for like six thousand. That's what you're gonna find us, uh, you know, kind of kind of going through a lot of these games and teams. It's like, man, we just wish they were a little bit cheaper to start the season. So pricing's pretty tight. I don't mind him as a discount from Ellis, but we haven't seen him at this level, so a little interesting. And then really, the only a guy that sticks out to me is Josh Morgan, uh, sixty-eight hundred, super contrarian at the forward position. Um, I don't even know that I'm gonna get to him. He averaged twenty-four fantasy points last year. So, like, if you want to, uh, you know, maybe in some type of 2-1 game stack, okay. But I, I just don't know that I can really get to anybody outside of maybe a couple of shares of Ellis and a couple of shares of, of Collier, and that's about it for me. Eric, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on on this uh, USC side? Yeah, I've I've got a pretty similar look, right? Um, you know, all the, the the players we haven't talked about here, um, you know. Boogie Ellis is probably going to be the most popular on the USC side, but is is not necessarily looking to to draw a bunch of of roster ship, right? So, you know, looking looking through the 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 rest of the the starting lineup here, we've you know we've we've got Kobe Johnson. He's he's a pivot off of Ellis, but you know, with Ellis not being all that popular, you don't you don't need you're not getting a whole lot of leverage by pivoting off of him is probably the best way to put it. And like you mentioned, six point nine k like. That's that's pretty tight, you know. We've we've seen Johnson drop thirty burgers before, but 
you know, even that type of ceiling game isn't exactly going to get it done. So, you know, there, there are better value plays out there and you don't really need the, the, the leverage off of Ellis. Um, and then looking, you know, looking over at the, the forward side, the, the player that you didn't mention here, we've, we've got DJ Rodman, you know, uh, again, will be very unpopular because of how much we're expecting people to pay up at the forward position. So, you know, a contrarian way to do it, but that this pricing isn't, isn't great, right? Like, Six six 6.7K, yes, Rodman, you know, he, he gives this team a little bit of shooting. But, you know, realistically, he's probably about $1,000 more than he should be. So I, I'm kind of bummed with the pricing on, on this game in particular because I wanted to get into it. But, I mean, you know, tip of the hat to DraftKings. They came out with, with a pretty tight book to open the season. Collier and Rodman are both at least $1,000 overpriced, I feel. Like, I just don't. Yeah. It's going to be hard to mix them in more than once probably a piece and this is tough with him with the with the total uh you know the 72 points projected total that's not too shabby and if you hit the right player in this one it's just like which you're throwing darts here right yeah. and that's what and that's sort of what you, that's we say that a lot we're gonna you know throwing darts or flip a coin or whatever you want to call it uh on on any given night with some of these rosters and usc is a is definitely a uh, an example that looks like we got another comment here Coming in, what we got? got? We've got a little clarification. He is both thugging and hugging, as we should all aspire to be. Great point. Glad to have you in. Let's go. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for the clarification there. We'll we'll go back and forth, too, as often as we see you. So don't you worry. Thanks for dropping that line in there. We appreciate it. The other side of this first showcase game, of course, is Kansas State. Those pesky Wildcats. 71-point implied total. Ken Palm preseason rankings here, or preseason projections should say, 37th off- or 37th offensive efficiency, 17th in defensive efficiency, 35th in tempo. A lot to like here. And anytime Kansas State uh, is on a slate, we're going to be hitting on them for sure. Uh, starters, last exhibition, you know, which doesn't always mean everything here, but Perry Carter, Kaluma, Manning, and Gusson, um, you know, like trying to figure this out here. Tomlin suspended indefinitely. So we'll see where we go with this. But I'm going to go ahead and start with um, with Mike again here on on the Kansas State side this time. Who do you like here uh, for the Wildcats? Uh, for me – I like Cam Carter a lot. He's 6,700 at the guard position. Um, watch their last exhibition game, the first half. He's going to have a bigger role offensively now that Tomlin is suspended. He's going to kind of slide into that third piece of their big three role now, maybe a, a big two and a half. We'll see how he plays to start the season. Uh, but he's probably the guy that I'm most interested in. I, I don't like the price. It's, it's kind of similar to the USC guys. Like Tyler Perry is there. He's 8K. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I can get to maybe one or two shares in case he goes for like a 41 or something to start the year. I mean, another contrarian like pay up guard. So he's probably going to lead the team in usage. Um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's kind of scary. Taj Manning, um, he's 4,000. Uh, he was in the starting lineup, but I mean, the usage is probably not going to be there for him. So if you want to get cute, I mean, maybe, but there's just so much value that we're going to talk about. Um, 
that I don't think you really need to go here. So, I mean, if I had to pick somebody and you want somebody in like a hammer situation, or you want somebody that could potentially be a breakout that hopefully not a lot of people are on, like Cam Carter um, is certainly interesting, man. Like he looked pretty good in that last game. If you're going to pay up, though, uh, I think if you're going to pay up for a guard on this slate, I think Perry definitely has to be in the consideration for it. Like you said, Mike, just the usage alone can lend to that huge explosion and, and get you to where you need to be. So, yeah, Eric, uh, anybody else here on this slate? Kaluma, Mike, hadn't, hadn't talked about yet. I feel like he'd be pretty interesting. And then maybe maybe somebody down on lower salaries. Yeah, Kaluma is kind of interesting right um you know he 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 came he came here for a bigger role I, I expect he will step into that fairly quickly and and what makes him more interesting is that he's he's a direct pivot off of you know some of the guys in the 8k range right we're going to talk about Klingon later we're gonna talk about nelson later you know you, you can create a little leverage going to to kaluma off of off of those guys you know he'll be in the player pool but he's he's not really someone that i'm i'm super excited about clicking the button on just just because of this this price tag again right like pricing is is really tight for this for this first slate and i just think there there are better spots um you know looking looking elsewhere in you know on on this side of the game i mean you know if you're looking for a salary saver you, you can go down to to die die aims right 3k flat you know certainly uh certainly nothing wrong with that you know gives you a lot of flexibility to pay up at that, um, you know, at, at, at the the variety of forward spots that we want to get into, you know, in in the preseason he looked pretty good. You know, someone that you know we we might be able to you know see a little bit more run as as the year goes on. But you know, with with day day aims, like we're we're going to be kind of rolling the dice and until until we we see how they use him on the court. But you know, a three K risk isn't the worst way to kick off the season for uh, for the KSU side. Listen, if you do decide to go Perry and you like this total, uh, you like the tempo, you like the way that this game's going to get up and down, and you do want to get a little weird, Perry and Ames doubling them up here in this in this matchup is something that not a lot of players are probably going to end up doing. So it's a way to get different, a way to save some salary there. And, yeah, Day-Day, of course, would probably make my all-name team and probably second team range in there. <laughs> You know, ish, but love for Day Day for sure. Let's hit those comments. See them rolling in tonight. What do we got? got Johnny K. New. What's up, Johnny? Welcome What's in. Johnny. Yeah, Kaluma's going to rock out this year. Even better fit than in Creighton. Well, he's le- he definitely popped over for the to get some more runs. So I think we're gonna we're gonna find that out, Johnny. Um, but yeah, thanks for dropping in the in the comments. There. There. We appreciate that first timer with the Clemson. It looked like and Jody. And then Tyler needs to straighten up. He could shine there this year. Yeah, guys. Like, I mean, I'm worried about him, man. Like, there's there was talk that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just coach speak, right? Like, what did um, <laughs> what did coach say at the end of coach saying he was like, we're gonna treat him like he's out for the year? It's like I don't know if he's just saying that so he buttons him up, but like, geez. Right, treat him like he's out for the year, and anything we get out of him is a bonus or a plus or whatever sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't really like to hear that, but like you said, Mike, maybe it's just that getting him right, and okay, they'll, you know, sometime in mid December he will have done everything and get good on his grades and all that stuff, and he had to prove himself again, you know, and we'll see for sure. But thank you, uh, Jody and uh, Johnny, right? Johnny for dropping a line yes, in sir. those comments. We appreciate that for sure. Jumping on now to the second game. And while we're previewing this, make sure you drop a line in the comments as well for us if you're hanging out 
tonight with your old broskies and basketball, the old one-and-done crew here. Appreciate you for doing that. Missouri State at West Virginia. You knew it was coming. I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even. Country. Road. I forgot. I forgot oh, it was coming. It, uh, I'll do the whole thing later <laughs> on. Okay. Let's start off with Missouri State, though, in this matchup. 65 point projected total here. 134th offensive efficiency is the preseason um, provocation, I guess. Now, is that the right word? You know, prediction, I guess. They can't on match for them. 159th in defense. 348th in Tampa. Starters last exhibition, Lee Mason, Moore, Clay, and Benson. Starting with Mike again here. All right, you heard me say 348th in Tempo, but, you know, um, if there's uh, – West Virginia will get it going a little bit uh, for them here, but still some points going to be scored, so – which one of these bears of Missouri State should be uh, we be focusing on? Yeah, West Virginia coming in at uh, projected 137th in tempo, so a big pace up spot for the Missouri State guys. I may have a, a real hot take on uh, betting in this game, but uh, start with Missouri State. Donovan Clay, 7700. I mean, he's the best player on the team. Super versatile. He's Garden Ford eligible on the DraftKings slate. Once again, guys, um, this might be a boring show to start. I promise it'll get better. Um, I I don't know that I can click this. Like, even if they score seventy points, like, I just it doesn't excite me to one roster him as a forward and two uh, like at the guard. Like, I, I feel like I'd rather pay for Ellis uh, at seventy eight hundred or uh, get to uh, Perry, obviously at eight thousand. So it doesn't feel great. Uh, Matthew Lee is probably a little more interesting. At least to me, at forty six hundred, um, he should be in uh, in role for a, a larger, uh, you know, usage rate. And, and I don't know, like he's going to be on the floor. He's another cheap pivot option. Uh, his, the problem is the ceiling, right? Like I don't know if I if I'll, at the end of the night I'll look back and say, oh man, Matthew Lee got twenty seven fantasy points, and you know you're trying to beat thirty six hundred teams tomorrow in the big tournament. I I don't know that I can. 100% go there. The guys that I, I'll click the button on a few times on this team are NJ Benson and Cesar Edwards, 3,600 and 3,500. Benson's 3,600. Um, he started at the five, the last exhibition game. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup because uh, we know someone transferred over to West Virginia playing that five spot tomorrow. Uh, he's really just a large field option, but he's going to be on the floor. Edwards is a transfer from Xavier. Um, so if he comes off the bench again, like – he, like Benson could get in foul trouble and Edwards is going to get a lot of runs. So it could be important uh, as far as like either blowout minutes or just for him being on the floor uh, due to fouls. So I do like both of these, both of these guys potentially, like it's not something that uh, I'm going to be clicking heavily on, but I'll probably mix in, you know, one out of 40 on, on both of these guys. So if you're playing mass multi, uh, I would definitely at least get a share of one of these guys. Uh, but otherwise like Eric, man, I'm, I'm having a tough time in this one too, man. Maybe it's that 65 implied total there that's uh, kind of scaring me away. Man, I am thrilled that I have to be the first one to say it's time to spin that wheel. Two players here on on this side that are neck and neck, right? We've got uh, we've got Austin Mason coming in at 5.6k. He's the transfer from OU last year. You know he. 
he chucked it up a fair amount. He averaged double digit shot attempts last year. You know, the the pricing kind of has him in in no man's land. And then, you know, right there next to him, five hundred dollar discount, you get over to to chance more, um, five point one K, you know, similar consideration to to Mason, right? You know, he's he's gonna chuck up some shots. You know, both of these guys should be on the court a fair amount. They should play about 30 minutes or so. Feels like one of them has the potential to hit this kind of five or six X kind of game. You know, that's that's kind of right on the fringe of where you need him to be in terms of a large tournament. But it's it's hard to say which of these two, right? So they'll, they'll both be in the player pool. There are ways to, you know, get a little bit of salary savings. But, I mean, you you pick wrong and you're looking at a big hole in your in your lineup. Man, you love that starting pitcher as a relief pitcher eligibility that, that Donovan Clay has. You know, you really yes. like that. But, Mike, to your point, like, are you paying 7700 for the guard? Or, or are you coming down a little bit and pivoting him as a play like that as a forward? And it, it just doesn't make sense either way to, to really do it. But spin the wheel. I said everything but spin the wheel earlier. I said throw the darts. I said flip a coin. <laughs> I, did, I said everything except the actual thing that we that, that we like to say on this show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's that Mike's teaser. That's what's called a teaser about having some interesting, uh, maybe an interesting bet on this, which will close the show out with our favorite bets or one favorite bet. And, um, yeah, maybe Mike uh, – I just tease. So, all right, West Virginia, country road, take me home to the place. They sang country roads in Germany during the Miami KC game this year. Of course they did because it's West Virginia. (laughs) We're in midseason form on our singing, and West Virginia is the team that is bringing the midseason excitement. We got a little bit of excitement here, boys. Mike said it was starting off a little slow, but we have some plays here. For you guys and gals watching uh, for tomorrow's slate here. So uh, 60, 60th offensive efficiency and 69th defensive efficiency. That is a nice projected ranking there. 137th in tempo. Starters last exhibition, Creesa Wilson, Harris, Acock. Oh, is obviously Acock the health scare. Um, they're looking to maybe um, – is there any in, in, anything on him coming back? We got is there a time frame on him and just no, getting that guy healthy again? Yeah, I think they're not sure why. Wait and see approach. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. You know, shout out to him and hope hopefully he can return healthy. Uh Kresa is also out for West Virginia. So <laughs> Eric, bring some heat here for these mountaineers. This is not a lot of tippy toeing around this. Well, he might do good. It just feels like there's just some monster plays in this matchup. Yeah, it, it does. You know, we, we talk about the 74 point implied total, but also you divide that across like the six or seven guys that might be out there tomorrow. And there's there's a ton of usage for 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 these players to sop up. I'll I'll start with maybe my favorite play on you know on, on the West Virginia side, you know, arguably on the entire slate. Jesse Edwards at eight point seven K. Like it just it feels like he's absolutely gonna destroy this matchup. You know, looking at his time in uh, in the exhibition games during the offseason, played 24 minutes in that last game, but he still had 21 points and seven boards, right? So, like, he's going to be on the floor. He's going to be expected to contribute on both ends. Definitely like him as one of my my you know, top priorities 
on on the slate. And then, you know, moving down a little bit, you got Quinn Slazinski, 6.6K. You know, he is he is the straight line pivot off of Edwards if you feel like Edwards might get into, you know, uh, foul trouble. Um, you know, maybe maybe we're, you know, we're looking at a situation where he's too chalky. You can go over to Slazinski and, you know, you know get, get, a, get away from that chalk or at least give yourself some more versatility. You know, Quinn, he he played really well after after Acock exited with the injury in that last exhibition game. He's an absolute sharpshooter from from three point range, solid rebounder, right? So like, for me, I, I think the concern is is largely about opportunity cost, right? Like, I, you're certainly not playing Sosinski and and Jesse Edwards together, right? So you know, I'm I'm not sure if I feel comfortable leaving the the Edwards upside out there. But if you need to pivot, you know, it's it's certainly there. And then you know, lastly. Moving, moving all the way down here, um, we've we've got Ofri Nave, um, you know, a three point seven k forward option. But like I mentioned off the top, like West Virginia, they're rolling out probably eight guys due to injury with uh, you know with suspensions that that are looming out there, right? So, I mean, he'll he'll be out there for a good number of minutes, right? He he's someone else that popped off in the ex- in in the exhibition, twenty seven points. Um, or rather 27 minutes, one for nine, five, and three. You know, he, he replicates that again at this price tag and, and you're feeling fine. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure not sure if we're going to see, you know, a, a ton of usage when he's out there because Edwards is going to play big minutes and have the ball in his hands to a lesser extent, so Sosinski. But in this short rotation, you know, on, on the West Virginia side, that's implied for 74 points. You can you can do a lot worse than, than a, a 3.7K punt play. Feel like some of these guards, Mike, uh, are are in price points that they're not going to be in for the rest of the season in this game. And I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, where do you go here in the middle of this lineup? Like, like it's well, tough to just pinpoint anything. How did we get to these price points? Somebody tell yeah. me. How do we like Kobe <laughs> Johnson, sixty three hundred? Like this team is in such a weird spot. Like seven to eight guys are going to play. Like, if Jesse Edwards gets into foul trouble, like, this game is going to get weird. Uh, he fouled out in that exhibition game. Like, only played, what, 24 minutes? So, like, all of a sudden you look at this thing. Like, we talked about it. Like, Raekwon Battle was supposed to be on this team. Uh, Jose Perez was supposed to be on this team. Like, this whole thing is, like, it was a little top transfer classes. We thought they were going to be a top 15, 20 team. And now it's just all over the place. And now you got Johnson. Uh, you know, Josiah Harris is going to be starting. Seth Wilson is going to be starting like these guys are 6,300, 6,200 and 6,000 all at the guard position, which is like 1K too expensive for these guys. And so I don't know that I can get to a ton of it. I like Eric's call, like get to Edwards a lot. If you can't get to Edwards because you're playing other stud forwards like Slazinski's right there. He had a nice exhibition game as well. Um, looks like we got a comment too about Slazinski here. Uh, oh, Jody's popping in saying he finally left Rick Pitino. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is a spot here where you can stop up a lot of usage because, like, you look at these guys and it's like, I don't know that I want to pay. Like, I know that they're going to be in the game a lot, but I don't know that I want to pay, you know, 6000 for Josiah Harris when I know there's some 3K, 4K pump plays at guard and just pay up for Jesse Edwards in this spot. So uh, I think for me, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with some of the forwards. I may rotate um, maybe one out of every eight or ten lineups, a Johnson or Wilson or a Harris, but – like it doesn't feel great. I think Jeremiah Bimbry at 3K, like he's someone mm. you at least have to look at. He didn't even play in the last exhibition game. Like he's more of a lotto <laughs> ticket. But it's because like 
if a, a couple of these guys get into foul trouble, like you legitimately have like Jay, you're gonna have to get in there and 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 you know get five to eight minutes there. I don't know, man. So like Vimbo is something to look at. That's all I got. And that's <laughs> not and it. that's that's in bunches of two minutes each. So not eight minutes at a time. Please understand <laughs> that. I'll get you a couple right. dimes though, maybe make it three. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's Edwards here in a smash play. Uh, Slazinski, <clears throat> one of those guards, one of those guards. I'm gonna be so is pissed. Gonna end up having an absolute <laughs> monster night when, like, Josiah Harris has the game of his life. No, and, and it's and we're in on it like one out of twenty lineups. <laughs> but that's the that's the way it goes. Josiah Harris is gonna win somebody ten thousand dollars. You heard it. Probably right. you heard it here first. Okay. It could be you. It probably won't be me. Uh, but make sure. That uh, if you're planning on using Bembry, for example, make sure you drop it in those comments. A lot of play like know. that. We'd love to see uh, who's all on board with that. Ofri Neve, another low price name there. But leave us a comment. Uh, even if you're watching later on, if you're not watching live, drop us something in there. Let us know who you're picking tonight. Or actually, it's tomorrow night if you're watching live. But either way, it's, it's tonight on the East Coast. Technically, it's after midnight there if you're watching live. So if you're hanging on the East Coast, drop us a line. Let us know you're up. A little uh, one and done after dark action. Um, so let's jump. Speaking of some, speaking of some action and excitement, moving on now to uh, a game with a, a nice total here. A pace up for Moorhead State traveling to play Alabama. Uh, Projected score here, 84 to 62 in favor of the Crimson Tide. But let's start first with Moorhead State, Mike. A lot of 3K value. Alabama pace up here. Loving it. Uh, don't really care about their efficiencies. It's a, none of it matters. They're playing Alabama. This is why they are important for us to talk about. The downside for Moorhead State, uh, Ohio Valley Mar uh, Player of the Year, excuse me, Mark Freeman, is most likely out for the season with a wrist Injury opens it up, though, for a ton of people here on this team to maybe make a splash and make a big splash on night one. So, Mike, give us a little bit of direction here for the Moorhead State Eagles. All right, here we go. Now the excitement. We're starting to we're starting to ratchet up here in the showcase, man. Here we go. Both things. Or I'm going to lose a lot of money here on these three K. Uh, Jordan Lathan, Riley Minix. Let's start with Jordan Lathan. 3K flat. Like, we don't have much to go off of. There's no preseason games. There's not any updates. I couldn't find a coaching interview. Like, this was the hardest team to try to figure out. I do know that Mark uh, Mark Freeman's not going to be playing, and so that's going to open up a ton of usage. Uh, you know, you got Bellwell and Thomas back, um, but their price tags, we'll see. Uh, but for Lathan, like, 3K flat. I mean, he's been in school forever. I think his first year was in 2018, the 2018-19 season. So gone through transfers. He sat out. He's been injured. Like, you know he's experienced. He's most likely going to start. Like, he has a super important role. I don't think he steps into, like, all of the Freeman usage. I think the Freeman usage is kind of split between Thelwell and Thomas. But he's going to be on the court uh, a ton. Uh, so I do like him at 3K. The guy that I like even more, though, is Riley Minix. I wish I didn't like him this much. He's 3K as well. He's actually more of a wing uh, forward type. He's an NAIA All-American. 
he put up ridiculous numbers. He it was like 24 and 14 or something stupid. So um he has guard eligibility, which I, I love because you, you want to pay up for all those forwards that we're gonna talk about later. And uh yeah, I just think he's also another pivot from um, you know, if, if like the starting lineup comes out. I think both these guys will be in the starting lineup. But if one of them's not, like it makes them kind of sneaky because uh, it feels like they're going to have big roles on this team. I'm probably going to roll 60 40. I'm, I don't, I, I hate saying this right now because I'm going to try to figure out a way to not be 100% on one or the other guy. Uh, I'm looking to maybe 60 40 right now, Minix to Lathan. Wow. There might be a good chance that they're one of them is in at least 100% of my lineup. So, wow. Kind of scary. Um, but, Pace up spot. Alabama's pacing them up. Uh, there's a lot of usage to go around. Deontay Miles at 3,400. He's the forward. Uh, transferred in from Xavier. He's going to probably start at the five. I mean, he's an interesting option too, but you like the guard the guard spot there at 3K. I don't want to use a forward spot at 3,400 if I don't have to. Uh, I might throw him in on one of 30 if I'm one of 30 or one of 40 just to see. Uh, he's got the uh, – Obviously, the the power power six, um, you know, pedigree there. So we'll see how he does. But yeah, guys, I'm Eric, man. Like, <laughs> this is terrifying. I hope the field is 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 right along with me. Otherwise, I am going to sweat this thing out with Lathan and Minix. I'm hoping people jump on board with me. Where are you at with this thing? Yeah, this this one's tricky, right? Um, you know, 60, 62 point implied total isn't exactly what you want to see. But a team that's projected to be 342nd in pace going against the number one fastest team in Alabama in terms of their projection. Like there's there's some stuff to work with here. You know, you're 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 talking about some of these pay down options. I'll I'll go to the you know the quote unquote pay up alternative for Moorhead State. Um, you know, that that starts with with Drew Thelwell, six K flat. You know, I mean, now that now that Freeman's out, you know, he and and Thomas are gonna be kind of the big two, right? They're going to sop up the majority of that usage. You know, for, for Thelwell, he's he's playable at this price tag, but, you know, everything has to go right for him to, you know, really pay it off and and to reach the ceiling. On the other side, though, Khalil Thomas is is a bit more interesting to me, right? You, you get the $500 discount there. You know, again, plenty of usage should be going his direction. You know, Thomas is a bit more of, of the sharpshooter from outside, whereas, you know, Thelwell's, you know, more of the playmaker, so you know, in this in this pace up spot, you know those uh those threes they tend to count a lot more when you're talking about guys that are in the mid five Ks and below. So I think of the two, I'm I'm leaning towards towards Thomas, but you know ultimately these these are two guys that are you know getting paced up and that should see you know the majority of of what Freeman left behind. So don't mind going to these kind of mid range op- options here. Yeah, if Thomas ends up shooting like seven, eight, nine threes. I mean, it could be an absolute smash there. They're going to be getting up and down so much. Imagine Mike Collin being on a DFS show and talking about a team and talking about three players and none of them were priced at over 3.4K. Not one. This is what, this is what a time this to be This is terrifying. What a time to be alive. And I'm just, I'm sitting there imagining Mike with 100% Riley Minix. It's happening. I'm sitting, I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. And you should be too if you're hanging out with us here on one and done. Be sure that you check those starting lineups. You know, you can set a bunch of lineups like we have already. Get in there, get in there early and often. 
Like, get back and check those starting lineups. Make any of those adjustments that you might need to. Like, everybody that we touched on there with Moorhead State is who's projected to start for them. But make sure you're paying attention to that. Looks like we got another comment here. What's going on? Who do we got? Yeah, Johnny, Johnny back. back saying saying the Manimal <laughs> might, might be in that projected starting lineup. Oh, God. Man, y'all, I'm going to be sweating. 100% Moorhead State 3K guards. <laughs> yes. What Let's go. This is why we do this. Let's yeah, right. You know, you know, I'll go to an 80% and then one guy will nuke and I wish I was at 100. <laughs> you wish I was at 100. Yeah, speaking of guys that, are, that have the potential to go oh, nuclear, let's jump across to Alabama in this matchup. 84 or 84 point projected total. Uh, 11th offensive efficiency, 11th defensive efficiency, and, of course, first in projected tempo, like Eric said earlier. Um, Estrada, Griffin, Stevenson, Nelson, and Pringle probably going to start for this squad. Mike, a little bit more expensive here on the old uh, <laughs> roster. These guys are going to cost a little more to to play. So uh, who should and should we not be as interested in for the Crimson Tide? All right. Well, I got I wasted all my excitement. My monotone, you know, kind of went away for a minute there as we talked about more in state. <laughs> I, I got to bring it back to, you know, I got I to gotta, you know, refocus here. I don't know that I'm going to play anybody from Alabama. Like 84 implied total. But what happened last year, guys, when they were scoring 80 points? Like you were praying Javon Quinterly was like 3.6. Because they played like 11 guys. Only Brandon Miller was like the one. Every now and then Mark Sears would pop off like for maybe a 5X game. So they got a ton of talent. Like the guys coming off the bench are crazy. Like you just listed the starting lineup. Like <laughs> they got a bunch of dogs behind those guys too. I actually think they're underrated nationally. Uh, I, you know, I'll talk about a few of them. Aaron Estrada. I mean, he's 8,900. Wow. Like was he 25 and 5 last year at Hofstra? Um yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to be happening here at Alabama. Uh, it's really the, the the Nate Oates effect, man. I've been burned too many times by his large rotations, and you're like, there's 11, 11 guys have played in the first you know eight twelve minutes of this game. How does this make any sense? So, I'm going to pass on Nelson. The one guy I probably have the most interest in is Grant Nelson at 8100. He's just so intriguing. Like, God, we love this kid, right? Like. I don't know if he's going to play 33, 34 minutes. So, that, you know, they're, they're going to want to see Stevenson a lot. Like, they're going to see Walter a lot. Like, they're going to want to see some of these other guys. Um, I don't know. He's right where Klingon is. Like, maybe one out of 30, I guess. So, like, he's capable of five or six eggs. Uh, he doesn't shoot threes, though, which is annoying. He has to double-double, I think, to pay this price tag off. Mark Sears, 7,100. I'm going to pass on this. Like, we like playing him at 6K, and he's kind of coming off some some injury issues. So, like, if he was 6,100, maybe I'd click the button. Um, I don't know, Jay. Like, Grant Nelson, Jay, like, we, you watch this highlights. Like, we love this guy. But, man, what, like, we played it all that year last year. It's like all these Alabama guys. Like, there's too many of them. It's tough. And Estrada at nearly 9K to, to start the season, man. I just can't – I can't see that. I I could see Nelson maybe paying off five k. I don't. I, I don't really have an issue seeing him getting a, a, an easy double double and walking out of here tomorrow uh, at eighty one hundred. If you're not going to pay up up, or if this is going to be one of those when you're spending up at the forward position and then really saving on some of those three k guards that we've talked about or whatever, you know, Grant Nelson, somebody that I would definitely consider 
there. And yeah, Sears, again, another guy that's just a K, 1K, probably maybe even a little more uh, too expensive for me. Eric, uh, some cheaper options here than, than Mike mentioned that um, have a little bit of interest to in them. Yeah, we can uh, we can start with with Ryland Griffin. Um, you know, six point four k. He's a guard. You know, there's there's a good amount of buzz surrounding him in terms of you know being a potential breakout for the Tide this year. But you know, the for for this first slate, the the price is just too high, and I, I think we have to wait to see that actually come to fruition before we start paying this kind of price tag for him. Right? You know, if, if he starts building some momentum. There'll probably be a point where 6.4K feels like a pretty solid number for him. But right now, it's just a little too high. Um, you know, staying in, in this 6K range, uh, we can move over to the forward spot, 6.1K for Nick Nick Pringle. You know, similar consideration for, you know, for uh, as with Griffin, you know, not only are there too many front court pieces for Nate Oates, there are too many guys in his rotation in general. And now you have to consider the opportunity cost of not paying up at forward if you're going to, to roster Pringle. So, I mean, I probably wouldn't even click the name in a, you know, in a very large field kind of, kind of tournament. Um, and then, you know, if, if we want to, you know, continue scrolling down, find a little bit of, of salary savings, um, you know, we can go all the way down to, to Jaron Stevenson, 4.4 K, you know, it's, it's fine. He's, he's a reclassified freshman. You know, he, he got the start in that exhibition game. You know, he, he could be in in the in the rotation, but again, that's a very wide rotation. So if you're trying to find some salary relief, you know, he's someone to consider. But I, I would say proceed with caution with really everybody on this Alabama side. It's it's kind of a gross spot for him. Tough, tough, tough. Like Mike saying that he might just fade the entire <laughs> the entire side, you know, on this one until we know a little bit more about what's going to happen here. Jody hopping back. In the comments here, what do we got from our Mike? Uh, give the people what they want. Stand. Take your stand. Mike's ready to be heard again. Yeah. Week one, Mike's ready to be heard. Day one, just done with it. <laughs> so we do. Alabama looks commentary small. On Bama. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I like Grant Nelson the most. I mean, it's gonna piss me off though if he goes like twelve and ten with like two blocks. And it's like, what the? What is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's definitely a possibility. Like, I mean, honestly, like it, it's we love that guy. Love watching that guy play. So one more, one more uh, game here in our showcases. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons if you like it, what you're hearing, and even if you don't, make sure you tell your fellow broskies and broskets in basketball about what we're doing over here at one of them. This is just night one. So this is slate one tonight, y'all. We're just Number hopping into one. this after all of our conference previews. If you're staying up all night because you're too excited, make sure you get back and watch all the conference previews. We preview every single conference in the country, not the Ivy League. Every single conference. We see 12 of you out there hanging out with us right now live on YouTube. Make sure you hop in that live chat. Drop us, even if it's emoji, just a thumbs up like Mike likes to do. You know, just thumbs up. We like this one. We like, like salute. We, we like this one. This is what we call fire. Now, we figured through our conference. Jazz Mike, hands, y'all. Fire, Mike. Give me the fire. Give me the fire, Mike. Eat I'm up, not Mike. moving on. I'm not Eat moving on. No. I already did. Beforehand. I already did. Let's go. Let's go. The <laughs> All right. Let's hop on to that last showcase game. James Madison at Michigan State, the one Big Ten team that you can count on to do anything worthwhile in the postseason tournaments. 
Um, Michigan State, Ken Palm projected winner here, 80 to 63. Let's start first, though, with the Dukes of James Madison, 23rd in tempo. We like that. 23rd in projected tempo here. So, uh, Eric, why don't I start with you? Pricing, obviously a lot lower here, but we can definitely find some value with the Dukes. Yeah, significantly lower, right? Their most expensive player is a 5.6K Michael Green. Um, you know, he comes in from Robert Morris. He should immediately step in to, to run the point for, for for James Madison. You know, it's it's not a it's not a terrible spot. He just he's kind of in that weird sort of no man's land at, at the guard position to where I'm not exactly sure how you get to him overall. Um, that is at least in part because I like going down a little bit further to the uh, to the utility option, the guard forward eligible 4.8K Terrence Edwards Jr. And arguably the best player on this team. He brings a ton of versatility from the wing. You know, should be out there for 30 plus minutes, right? Like this is a guy, especially at, at 4.8K, especially with that flexibility in his roster spot. He's probably going to be pretty popular, but, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to say with, you know, with the, the first – first slate of the season how ownership is going to fall but you know even if edwards is is in fact popular it'll be popularity with you know with good cause yeah who cares right that might be one of those plays where you just like oh 4.8k and you know he's the best cat on the team like slot him in and then move around him you know it really it's it's i like the play a lot mike close us out here in terms of james madison players that we might even need to take a look at or or a fade, you know, who knows with these with these guys. What do you think? Yeah, the front court's kind of uh, emptying out here. Uh, you have Amadi, he's out. So Wooden and Bickerstaff, they're at 4,600, like Wooden. Uh, he can shoot threes, average uh, eight points in 18 minutes. Like, it's a tough front line for Michigan State. Um, so I, I don't know that I can get to Wooden. I'd rather get to Bickerstaff. Like, he's a transfer from BC, played him a little bit last year uh, on some slates, and – they're going to need his experience. They're going to need his rebounding. I wish he was, you know, 3,700, 3,900. Uh, man, it's that forward spot, guys. Like, you know, y'all know my love for the Moorhead State guards. Um, we'll talk about some other some other guards that are going to be really cheap to play. And it's like, can I pay 4,600 for a forward to waste one of those spots or use a utility spot on one of these guys? I don't know. I'm kind of with Eric. Like, Terrence Edwards is easily the best play. Um he just does so much for this team. So looks like we got a comment from Myron, who's back. Myron, Appreciate you coming back, Myron. Back. Oh, he's singing the WVU. Going to be interesting in the first month of the season. Very rough start. Absolutely, it's been a, it's been a rough like, three months. <laughs> yeah, they just, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna get some run? There may be somebody that steps up who goes from an afterthought on a slate like an opening night slate to somebody that is going to, it will be rostered fairly often that we're not even talking about right now. It's going to be the, one of those sort of, uh, you know, just crazy moments for this, but Myron, it's good to see you back in those comments back, in that guy. live chat. We appreciate it. Okay, here we go. This is what, this is what I'm talking about in Michigan state. Let's get to those Spartans 80 point projected total here tomorrow night or tonight I mean, let's just say first thing i gotta stop saying tomorrow we're you know we're, we're in texas if you don't know here. central texas we out here in these streets it is after midnight on the east coast thanks for hanging out with this uh, one and done after dark action let's hit michigan state though 17th offensive efficiency projections 10th defensive 284th in tempo and it's 
kind of makes it hard, Eric, to pay eighty six hundred for for Hogard here. Yeah, it, it does. And before we before we jump into the the breakdown of the guards, shout out to MSU, the originator of spin that wheel. This was the team specifically at their guard spot. We were spinning that wheel all all season last year. And what's old is new again. We're doing it again this year. Hogard up here at 8.6K. Like you said, Jay, you know, tough to click the button at this price. I, I do think we'll see one of these three guards go off, you know, with, with the, the pace bump that they're getting. But for, for Hogard to pay off this price tag, like he's going to have to have a career night to open the season. I'm not saying it can't happen, but you know, that's, that's a that's a razor thin margin that you're that you're looking at. Moving down a little bit, saving twelve hundred dollars. You can go to Tyson Walker, you know, seven point four K. This is this is probably the MSU guard that I would I would look to to roster. Like I said, twelve hundred dollars in savings is not nothing. And you know, that that ceiling is 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 right there, right? He can he can push for 35, 40 points in, in a close game. So don't mind going down to, to Walker at 7.4K. And then the last option here, down a little bit further, not quite as much savings, Jaden Aikens, 6.8K. I mean, look, he's he's the bucket of the group, right? Knockdown shooter. A little tough at this price. You know, not not exactly not exactly going to go out of my way to, to roster him. He, I mean, he might not even be in the pool just because at 6.8K, like, He's got to take a bunch of shots. He's got to make a bunch of shots. He's more of like the low to mid 5K range kind of guy. So, you know, like we talked about off the top, one of these three guys I think is probably going to pop. Just figuring out which one is is really going to be the tale of, of how you figure out the Spartan side. Aikens is one of those guys where if you could, if you needed to, to bet on him getting 30 fantasy points, you know, but at 6.8K, you're needing him to really cash in a little bit more than that. Yeah. Uh, and the same with Hogard. Do Do you really think he's gonna drop forty five? Yeah. You know, points in no. week one and game That's one. Not. I don't know. It's 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 tough to to even consider that. Mike, a couple of cheaper options here. Any anything else to look at? Or are we just moving on? Yeah, I think we move on. Like Malik Hall, like Sissoko, like whatever the freshman guys. I don't know. They play a lot of guys. I feel like in this game, and and really, you want to get to. I'm, I'm with Eric. You want to get to Walker. Um, that's probably really the only guy I'm going to play on this roster. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on the forwards. Let's move on to the old tiers. Yeah, the old tier section here. Man, yeah, like ah, the oh, pace up there. We, for got, the we got Jody oh, checking we got? back in. Jody back in. Tom Izzo, six returners. Try them in March. Nobody this wants This is going to be a problem. Yeah, Johnny K's back, too, talking about Cohen Carr, who's been all over the uh, – He's been all over the highlight reel with his dunks and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. This, I don't, these guards are going to soak up all of the usage, man. Like, we saw it last year, and they're going to maybe just be that much better playing another year together. And then we have another new commenter. Uh, Welcome in. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just go with Don on here. (laughs) Uh, Question Do y'all ever (laughs) pick spreads on the show? Yeah, actually, we'll do that here uh, after we run through our tiers. So. Around yeah, and get a couple picks. of picks, yeah. and then also make sure you're you're following at Get Green Screens on uh, Twitter X, whatever, because we'll drop a pick here and there on that one as well. Uh, so yeah, make sure you 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 stick around for Mike's. I bet that he teased a little bit earlier, right? Oh yeah, graphics department always behind the scenes on top of it. They're flashing at one and on CBB and at Get Green Screens right across your screens there. As we move on now to the tiers, <clears throat> excuse me, one second. 
Getting a little choked up. I got so excited. Getting all choked up talking about this. Just like I did in the intro. Just got a little choked up. Just getting worked up. It's here. Basketball's here. I love it so much. I just love it. All right. In the tiers section that we did during the previews, that was more like top tier, bottom tier, and low tier in terms of what we ranked the teams. For tiers now, we're talking pricing. Okay. So let's hop into that high tier, 7,500. And above, so 7.5K and above what we're spending. Let's, of course, we've tippy-toed around it. I'll show. <laughs> here we, we go. Got the, the big six bigs here on the night. If we're going to include Jesse Edwards from West Virginia, which we will at 8,700. Here we go now. Zach Eady, that 10K, King Kong of the slate in terms <laughs> of pricing. Hunter Dickinson at Kansas at uh, 9.3K versus North Carolina Central. Armando Baycott in at 9.2K, Kyle Filipowski at 9K, and then Donovan Klingon at 8.4K versus Northern Arizona, of course, for UConn. Now, somebody's exploding here. Somebody's (laughs) going off, and it's going to cost to have them, or maybe even two of these, you know, especially with when we're talking about the 3K plays. That we hit on earlier, you might be able to afford to slot, you know, two of these guys in here. So, Mike, what are you feeling about the higher tier here, especially uh, focusing on these uh, these six big men here at the top of the slate? Yeah, I uh, I don't think there's any way someone's winning ten thousand dollars with at least two of these guys. And honestly, I think it's three. We're gonna go over a lot of value plays here in a little bit. Like we just touched on some of those Moorhead guys. There's a lot more coming. Uh, it's just too many smash spots. Like. These guys have the highest ceilings in the entire sport. Like, I mean, four of these guys are in our, our top five of our countdown. One of them could be in our top 20. Like, we didn't put him there because we want to, you know, want to see him do it kind of like we wanted to see Edie do it for 30 minutes. So, yeah, Eric, like, I don't know. You can't get away with only one, right? Like, that's kind of – it feels like you're just giving away your money. Um, if You need to get at least two of these guys in there. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Look, like there, there are so many appealing options at the top of the forward tier. I, I totally agree. Like two at minimum is going to be central to the overarching kind of macro strategy for, um, you know, for this for this first slate of the season. You know, trying to trying to nitpick here a little bit, right? Like. You know, I, I worry about clinging a little bit coming off the injury. You know, uh, a couple of these teams are uh, pretty heavy favorites, right? So, you know, maybe you worry about blowout spots capping the upside of like an Armando Baycott going off against Radford, right? Or Kyle Filipowski facing Dartmouth, right? Now, these these are things that can can limit the upside a bit. But like I mentioned, like we're we're nitpicking here. These these are all elite options on this first slate of the season. What I'm hoping for is, yeah, like somebody might win 102 to to 58, but they scored 80 before they pulled <clears throat> anybody anyway, right? So they got theirs, and these are absolute smash spots for some of these guys. I got to play at least two of them and three, like Mike was saying. We'll get to these guards, some of these cheaper guards and cheaper plays down the road that make that even possible on a slate where normally you couldn't grab three of these guys at the top, but – some value coming up, so stick around for that. Let's move on to some guards now. You know I love me some guard play. <clears throat> I can't – excuse me, gentlemen. The old allergies. Oh, <clears> throat> 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 I, got a, I got a fever. The only prescription <laughs> is more DK. Ow. 
All right, so contrarian guard play here. Tyler Kolick, of course. Marquette going against Northern Illinois, 9.1K. I hit it on our top 20 countdown, and if you if you listen carefully in the Tyler Kolick, you can hear the birds chirping in the background in San Antonio from the, from the zoo bench that I recorded that from <clears throat> after a little snafu, but we got it in. So check Tyler Kolick's uh, – video out on our top 20 countdown <laughs> and uh yeah he's the best point guard in the country in the country on a team with the highest implied total so yeah i think that's a, probably a pretty good way uh to go if you're going to play a contrarian guard mike what do you think about the guards here being a little different yeah i mean i, I like Kolek. i don't like the price i mean i think now you guys are in like william mccoy which we don't know yet you see this game being more competitive and just keeping him on the floor the entire time would be awesome. I'd maybe sprinkle them in like 5%. Eric, what's, uh, what say you? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting spot, right? Like he's, we, we know that he's got big upside. Um, you know, everyone is going to either pay up at forward, uh, which is not going to leave a lot of people spending at guard or, you know, conversely look at his, his counterpart, right? Like we're, we're, we'll talk about Cam Jones a little bit earlier, but, there, there is a very cheap option or a very cheap way to get into this this Marquette side. So all of that lines up as a Tyler Kolick that is going to be widely overlooked. So because of that, like I'll have some interest in him in, in large field for sure. Dude, those yeah. big men in Kolick slotted in, baby. I'm telling you, man. Stand up. I really, really love Kolick here. I get it. I get not wanting him to put him across the board. I understand that, but – do some builds with Kolek and, and a couple of these big men. And I Jody's with you, man. He's, he's flashing up to 50, yeah. point, 50 fan. Dude, especially if Keyshawn Williams and David Coyne are playing, but they weren't playing their last exhibition game, so I don't know. This game could get ugly real quick without those two guys. It could. Oh, it could, Jody. but, man, sometimes you just got to take a chance on something like that, on a baller being a baller, and, and, and Kolek might might be that guy here. Uh, one more thing here for this High, so high tier. Okay, right on the on the bottom of the cusp of this tier here, right? Six, 60, I'm sorry, 7,600, 7,500. We got a couple Kentucky front court players. Yeah, I know Edwards is listed as a guard, but he's going to start at the four. So consider that when you're making uh, your, your rosters here. And, of course, uh, yeah, let's – why don't we start – okay, so we got Justin Edwards at 7.6K and then Trey Mitchell – at 7.5k uh either way uh, a little bit one of the little bit cheaper options and some of the the more expensive players but um is this something that that we're looking into mike um i mean i don't mind i mean they they both need to play well for this kentucky team um the spread i mean it's only 17 in this game the front court guys aren't healthy, so like you're gonna have Mitchell a lot at the five and Edwards a lot at the four. Uh, for me, my preference is probably gonna be Mitchell just because of price. I mean, you get the hundred dollars savings, and then also the experience, like so valuable for this Kentucky team right now. Eric, um, where are you going if you had to pick between these two? Yeah, I I tend I tend to agree. I would I would look towards Mitchell, right? Like seven point five k. Specifically, you know, getting some leverage off of the, you know, the more popular pay up options. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, Kentucky is is projected to score 80 points, right? So, you know, both both of these guys are, are going to be right there in the pool. You know, maybe if we're talking about larger fields, you know, Edwards is, is going to be a little bit more uh, overlooked. So, you know, getting that minimal ownership is going to create some leverage. And, you know, 
we'll we'll see we'll see how this plays out over the course of the season. But Edwards, I mean, he's got the potential to be like a, a top five uh, yeah. NBA draft pick, right? So like, yeah. you, you don't you don't necessarily project that that upside to show itself in game number one, but it's it's there, and and that's something to consider. Definitely, yeah. This is flip a coin here. Honestly, take one of these guys, shove them in there <clears throat> with a bunch of these low tier plays later on. But before we get that, man, excuse me. All good, man. Take your time. Woo-hoo. What's in that? Fire, water, Slow down. It's water now, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's all that heating um, up. Got hey, we dry. see about 14 or 15 of you hanging out with us live. We appreciate it. Drop something in the chat. Let us know you're here. Say what's up. Junk up the deuce, whatever. Thumbs up like Mike does. You know, fire, whatever. Just drop it in there. We'd love to hear from you. Ow, do it. Do it to it. That was the high tier plays. Let's drop down to the old mid tier plays. 5K to 7.4K. Um, I don't know. Are we a lot of <laughs> a lot of intriguing plays at the top and the bottom of this slate? Are we really even gonna play anybody between 6.5 and 7.4? I mean, Tyrese Proctor, 7K versus Dartmouth, Dewan Harris. Maybe, you know, for Kansas, 7.3K. Iguodaro for Marquette at 7.3K as well. And then DJ Wagner for Kentucky at 7.2K. Any any of those interesting, interesting, <clears throat> interesting. Do you like any of those, Mike? <laughs> uh, I'll take some shots on Proctor. Um, I'm not going to feel great about it uh, just because Duke's depth and I just see them smashing Dartmouth. Um, I had to take one of these other guys, like – Give me, uh, give me Dewan Harris, like NCCU. They have turnover issues last year, so this guy's racks up stocks like crazy, and he could legit rack up ten assists. Um, tried to get his prize pick like what an hour ago when it came out, and it was at five, and they took the it's line already out. fifteen gone. minutes. They already <laughs> took it down. So uh, really annoyed about that. But if anything, it comes in at six, which is I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm taking the over on it. So yeah, Eric, where are you? Uh, where are you going on with this? Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on on the Proctor side, right? Like seven K flat is you know it's a it's a fine number. Um, you know, it, beyond him, you know, if if I were to take one, I'm probably looking over to to Igadoro. You know, I, I mentioned it to an extent, but uh, you're you're getting leverage off of Cam Jones uh, by by going to one of his teammates here. You know he's uh, he's a a double digit upside type of guy, and uh, a, a player that is on a Marquette team that is projected for eighty five points, right? So, you know NIU obviously isn't going to be playing up to the caliber of Marquette in game number one, and they also are projected to be two hundred and sixtieth in defensive efficiency. Last year they finished two hundred and twenty third, so that wouldn't be a huge deviation for them, and so that you know that makes Igadora look kind of interesting in a spot where he's going to be overlooked. Are oh, you mentioned Igadaro maybe being overlooked here for Marquette. How about Cam Jones though? 6.4 K versus Northern right. Illinois. Any sneaky value around him, Eric? Yeah, look, I, I think, I mean, he's, he's the clear misprice of the group, right? Like he should be well North of seven K, you know, even creeping into the, the mid seven Ks you know, where, where he was last year for the majority of the season. So, you know, this is, this is a spot where he's, he's going to be super popular. And then, you know, beyond him, you can, you can really get into some of these mid-major underdogs that, you know, that jump out a little bit. You've got, you got David Coit 
he's he's coming in for North, Northern Illinois, 6.1K. They're the team that's facing off against Marquette. Um, you know, moving a little further down, Kayshawn Williams, uh, again, in, on that NIU side, 6K flat. Um, so either of these guys, you know, should see minutes. Their their pivots off of the uh, off of the the chalk that we're expecting with uh, with Cam Jones. They're they're both coming in with questionable tags, so make sure you're keeping your eye on the news there. But both of these guys should be in the pool. Um, you know, Daquan Smith, the the guard for Radford, five point eight K against North Carolina. You know, the, a, a guy that should see plenty of run um, in in this matchup along with with Brian Antoine, right? Five point seven K on the Radford side. You know, these are two ways to get a little bit of salary savings with guys that are going to be on the court for a fair amount of time. And then lastly, we'll we'll close out with Northern Arizona. These are this is a team that's facing off against UConn. You've got uh Carson Tout, he's a forward at 5.6K. You got Liam Lloyd, he's the guard at 5.1K. You know, all all of these guys are gonna be at least uh, on on the court a fair amount, and if nothing else. They're all going to offer pretty clear leverage off of Cam Jones. Mike? Uh, I mean, if I had to take like one of these guys outside of Cam Jones, I'm all in on Cam. I'm not all in on Cam Jones, but like he's going to be in a ton of my lineups. Like, that's yeah. just too cheap. Uh, I'd probably take Tal from Northern Arizona. Uh, he's a really good player. They run the offense through him. Price tag's you know, pretty nice. The Radford guys are interesting if they can keep it close to North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's what that's I wanted it. to say for for sure. Like those Radford, it's 142 point total in that game, and if 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 that game is even remotely competitive, either one of those guards would would fit in nicely. So uh, I like to pay attention to that one too. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Uh, all right, that's the old mid tier. Now this is what we've been waiting on, especially because of all those higher priced. Gentlemen, we discussed earlier on. Uh, let's get down to the low tier plays, of course. Um, North Carolina Central and New Mexico State. Not a lot of teams that, <laughs> not teams that we might necessarily just shout from the rafters from the rooftops about. But well, hey, Jim, we actually got a comment about New Mexico State from Jody. We can we flash Jody. that up real quick. New Mexico State has some value guys that can play. Actually, Jody Jody is dialed in as usual right there alongside of us here. We appreciate Jody hopping in the comments. Um, But, but yeah, outside of Moorhead State, who we talked about earlier, uh, NCCU and New Mexico State are probably some of the more important rosters, I guess, that we should know. Obviously, Boone, Odalpo, and Butts. Do not play those guys for NCCU for a multitude of reasons. Not on the roster. I believe there's some graduates there and some other unfortunate circumstances. So, like Boone, Odalpo, and Butts are, are all avoid there. Um, don't have a ton of preseason info for, from that one. But CBB Almanac has the projected starters as, uh, oh, my guy, guy, Fontroy there at 3K. Fred Cleveland at 4.4K. Keyshawn Porter guard forward eligibility there at 3K, Devin Gordon, 3.6K, Emmanuel Izunabor at 3K, at Kansas with an implied total of 54 points. Yeah, not the most appealing, right, in terms of face value, but one of those guys is going to go 4X, Mike, and maybe more. So, like, this is one we got to pay attention to all the way up until, 
you know, lineups lock. It, it might not be great to to get just a ton of, of these guys in lineups, but some of the later ones that were putting together, man, just getting them in and and sweating this thing out in, until until lineups lock. Yeah, and if I see Flanteroy in the starting lineup, well, he'll already be in a lot of my lineups, but he's going to be creeping up into that uh, that, that 50%, maybe 60 70%. Um, and this guy can ball, so – I could be featuring a lineup with three 3K guys at guard, so that'll be that'll be fun times. Uh, but he has big upside, and like, who's gonna guard Dickinson? Because <laughs> like, Zinabor, he's 3K. If he can just like let Dickinson do his thing and not foul him, and then maybe grab some cheap rebounds, a, a block a shot here, maybe get a put back. You don't have to do much at 3K. Like, I'll take I'll take 14 fantasy points from from a, a Zinabor. So. Uh, Eric, any of these guys interest you? Yeah, you know, of the two that you mentioned, I, I like the the Flanteroy pick a, a bit more, right? Um, you know, looking looking up and down the the rest of this NC Central side, I mean, the the other name to mention here is is Keyshawn Porter, another guy that's you know three K flat. Um, you know, he's 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 a little bit more uh, versatile in in terms of his his position and the and the role that he plays. Um, and if nothing else, he's he's an energy guy, right? Like. He just seems to be around the ball a lot. You know, seems seems to be uh, you know near near the action and near the play. So, you know, someone that's that's close to the ball has the opportunity to swipe one away, or you know, maybe 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 get a, a cheap bucket off of a, off of an offensive rebound or whatever it might be. So, you know, ultimately you're you're kind of you're kind of spinning the wheel with with this NC the NC Central side, but you know, with with min price guys like. That's that's not really all that big a risk. Need lineups, need line, this need is, starting lineups. <laughs> this is why you're here to talk about spinning the wheel on NC Central. You, this is why you're watching one and done, baby. This is what you're here for. Spinning the wheel on these guys, like <laughs> Guy Flanteroy. You bet your on, bottom. Guy. And you know, Mike Mike's talking about he's gonna have three. You're gonna have at least because you're gonna have Minix is gonna be in like 100 percent locked lineups. You know it's true. <laughs> let's not pretend like <laughs> let's not. You're gonna well, we'll see. We'll 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 be sure to wrap that up here. Um, yeah, New Mexico State, lots of question marks on waivers. How do we not? Oh gosh, like how do we not? There's like 10 hours, nine hours until tip off of the first game and. We still have waiver eligibility questions. What are we doing? Demio DeCale and, and Davion Bradford, obviously, question marks there for New Mexico State in terms of their waivers. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you want to get on the that New, Mexican, New Mexico State, Ben White, Kentucky might be a little soft on the inside on defense, maybe a little young, right, if, if you're trying to find a way to – get into that game and, and play some New Mexico State guys. Jordan Rawls, 4.9K. Brandon Suggs, 4.6. Clarence Jackson, 4.5. Jalen Jackson Posey, 4.5. Uh, Kaisi, Easy uh, Ago. Easy Ago. Okay, I mean, Kausai, Easy Ago. We got it. There we go. Five 4. times 7 K. Five times fast. Hey, we got there. And then Robert Carpenter, a little bit easier to say there at 3K flat. Easyago. I'm just going to say, I can say his last name for sure, Easyago. Um, at Kentucky there, New Mexico State is with an implied total of 62, Mike. Again, another situation where somebody's getting 4X, right? Yeah, I uh, 
I found an interview with uh, Coach Hooten, who comes over from Sam Houston State. These guys play really good defense, and he sounded like Odukale and Bradford are not going to play so um, and not get their waiver. So, yeah, uh, this is going to be a, a shorthanded team, probably running out. He said his rotation is probably going to be seven to eight players. Well, we just named six of those seven to eight, and they're all sub four nine, you know, four nine or lower. So, yeah, uh, getting into this, uh, like Jody said, uh, JJP, uh, Jackson Posey, 4,500. Uh, got a little bit of offensive game and some and some defensive prowess. Jordan Rawls is a transfer from Western Kentucky, um, which playing in Conference USA, like he's he's put up some pretty pretty decent games. I've played him a few times in the last couple of years, uh, so has some shares of him. Robert Carpenter is like really intriguing. One, uh, he's kind of been all over the place in his career, like researching him. Um, a lot of talent. Uh, he's three K flat as well. He's probably going to come off the bench. I don't know how much run he's going to get. Listening to Coach Hutton, he was basically saying they want to see what he has. So if this game gets out of control, I could you know I could see him getting twenty minutes. And uh, yeah, he's he's put up some some decent stat lines. So you know. Um, those are just some of the guys I'm looking at. Uh, I'm taking around with some lineups that have, you know, two, two, two of these guys in there. I mean, it's just 62 points. Like we told, we laughed about some of the other totals in the fifties, right? Well, this one's 62 and like Kentucky, Trey Mitchell at the five J like he's, he's pretty soft inside. Points so. will be scored yeah. interior wise. So, I yeah. promise you understand that if you haven't watched Trey Mitchell play defense, yeah, so. uh, not exactly the most intimidating, uh, presence around the basket myron jumping back into the comments like he is want to do here what do we got from myron did a google search on new mexico state ba basketball and there will be value players in <laughs> yeah, yeah myron. Man. you yeah. know it, my guy you know it, my guy pick one pick two it's gonna be some points scored it's a, you know especially if you're mixing it up and you're paying for some of those higher price forwards that everybody's gonna have to have uh, who knows? Yeah, implied total of 62, but maybe it gets out of hand a little bit. Maybe maybe they go on a little run here or there. And you yeah, they get the 66-67, Jay. Like. Yeah, yeah. Might be worth looking at a couple of, of guys here for New Mexico State. Um, all right, other plays before we wrap up these, this low tier. Rob Dillingham uh, for Kentucky, 4.9K. Uh, Carson Basham. 4.7K for Northern Arizona, staying with Northern Arizona, Oakland Fort at 4.3K. Of course, Northern Arizona taking on UConn. Xavier Amos, Northern Illinois this time, 4.2 at Marquette. And then Yannick Conan Niederhauser for Northern Illinois at Marquette as well. Checking in at 3.4K. So three different games there that we're pulling from in this lower tier, Eric. Uh, do you like any of them? Are you fading those five guys, or maybe we should mix some of them in? Yeah, there there are a couple to like here. Um, you know, Rob Dillingham is probably my favorite uh, near the top of that list. Uh, looking looking like uh, like Niederhauser at the bottom, right? Like you know, DJ Wagner, he's he's won that that battle of five star point guards to start. So you know, Dillingham has has put up numbers in in limited minutes in the preseason. You know he he is safer in in a blowout just given the the way that they use him overall and then for for Niederhauser like he he started at the five for NIU in that last exhibition game right like this is a team that's going to need that presence down low they're going to need that rim protection 
And, you know, he can certainly come in and, and provide that shot blocking. And also, you know, Marquette, they they kind of got they kind of got knocked around by bigs last year, right? So there, there's a lot of this same team returning. You know, we'll we'll see if they maybe tighten that up over the course of the offseason. But based on what we know from last year, could be a spot where we we see Niederhauser, you know, really uh, really impose his will in this first game. We're gonna see that a lot, I feel. Um, where some of these players are just gonna come out of nowhere. And you know how we're gonna have known about them? It's it's because we talked about everybody that has the potential to do that here on One and Done tonight. Mike, anybody uh, out of those five that I mentioned earlier, do you like anybody there? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with Eric. Uh, Biggs absolutely destroyed Marquette. So the other guy that got the start in that uh, exhibition game for Northern Illinois is Xavier Amos. Uh, Marquette runs up and down. They struggle with Biggs. Like it feels like one of these guys going to have a solid game. Um, it's a nice price tag for those guys. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's really about it. Plenty of options there for you to use in that low tier of players when it's going to cost so much to play and pay at the top. Make sure you run it back and get taking your notes, I guess. So make sure you get a lot of those 3K plays and uh, a little bit maybe more expensive, but definitely able to fill in your rosters and your lineups with some of those cheaper plays. All right. If you've been here before, you've been on one and done for our DFS shows, you know, right after the tears and just before our best bets of the night, we hit the core four plays of the night. And tonight's core four, I'm going with Hunter Dickinson, the man that I think will be the national player of the year uh, coming out of uh, this season, I should say. But tonight, or what day one, I'm slotting Hunter Dickinson into my core four. Armando Baycott for North Carolina at 9.2 after Dickinson at 9.3. And then, yeah, I do love me some Cam Jones action. Should be more expensive than this. 6.4K all day for Cam Jones. And then pick a more head state guard. <laughs> Lathan or Minix. And I prefer Minix, but I could see going either way here. Slot one of them in at 3K and build around that in any single entry tournaments and use some of these in as well in your multi-entry tournaments. Dickinson, Baycott, Jones, and probably Minix, but maybe Lathan. Who knows? Still have 5,500 there. Jeez. You got a I mean, lot to work so with. So much to work with there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and put, in Lathan, put, in, put, put, uh, put Lathan in there and Flanteroy in there as well. My guy. Well, you oh, have to yeah. move those utility guys into forward, so it's your really build, <laughs> build it. We're if just you build the it, buttons. we will win. Click those buttons. All right, uh, Lathan, yeah, who else do you want in? Lathan. Um, Lathan. Guy, Flanteroy. our guy, guy. How much salary do you have? Flanteroy. Only 8K per for two more forwards. <laughs> mm. I, don't yeah, know. I don't know if you can do a lot with that. <laughs> Gonna have a long know, day. We'll have a long I day mean, tomorrow, guys. I mean, <laughs> all right, I mean, we could put Tyler Kolick in there. Can can we move some one of those utility guys into one of those forward spots? Can we move Tyler yeah. Kolick and then get another three K guy? Do it! I'm loving it. <laughs> We're doing it live. We're doing it. All righty, we'll do it live. You know how we like to do it around here at One and Done. Get creative with it, as we are. All right. That's the core for Dickinson, Baycott, Jones, and Minix. Uh, I'll say there are Lathan if you wanted to slot him in there at 3K. Best bets of the day now. 
Gonna go straight to Mike for this. I had a little uh, question about the bets earlier. Let's go ahead and give the public what they want. Mike, what are your best bets of opening night? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say people are going to want some early action, so I'll give them Georgia plus five um, playing Oregon. These teams are both dealing with some injury issues. Um, I like Georgia's roster a lot. So, sorry, Jackson Schellstead. He's actually questionable, too. Uh, Cook, their other five-star freshman, he's out. Like, Nafali Dante's dealing with some injuries, expected to play. Georgia, I think they got a lot to work with under Coach Mike White this year. I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, middle of the t- you know middle of the tier um, SEC team, but just just below it, not at the bottom. So I, I like Georgia plus five, and then I like Northern Arizona plus twenty five uh, playing UConn, baby. It's an entirely different looking team. I don't think Klingon's going to be rolling out there for twenty five minutes or thirty minutes off of the foot injury. Um, it's a it's a different looking team, like. There's no Sonogo. There's no Hawkins. There's no Andre Jackson. Like, yes, they do have a ton of talent. There's some freshmen there. We'll see. I uh, know what Newton looks like as a, you know, an alpha. Um, yeah, I just think in Northern Arizona, they got a bunch of guys back, and they actually have two bigs that are very versatile. Basham can block shots. Tout, they play their offense through him, very versatile. So I uh, like Northern Arizona plus 25, and then an underdog bet of the day. My <laughs> friends. Missouri State plus 205 Ooh. against West Virginia. Too much chaos. Ooh. Missouri State, Jay, that's one of your programs at the uh, NBC there. Mm-hmm. Just a tough, hard-nosed team. Plus 205. I, I like that as an underdog pick. Sounds like Basham and Oakland Forts uh, should get a little run as the as – the, the lightning within the house here from the lights is going off. That must mean it's time to wrap this up, but not before rehashing the best bets of the night from Mike. Georgia plus five versus Oregon. Northern Arizona plus 25 at UConn. And then Missouri State outright. Wrong team favored. Plus 205 at Country road, take me home. You knew it was coming one more time at West Virginia. My goodness. The comments tonight were on fire. The analysis was on fire. You know it's what you're going to get here on One and Done every night. You know, hey, tonight we had to get to a lot of guys a lot of people that we weren't even sure were any eligible coming in if you're hanging out with us and you <laughs> stuck around for the whole show we appreciate you we're going to try to keep these closer to 45 minutes 50 minutes in that range for a slate we're not going to want to live in the what are we about 126 range you know maybe three showcase games instead of four but uh we're just so happy that you hung out with us tonight and, uh, you know, let me – let's jump over to our guy, Eric the Blue, real fast with some closing thoughts. Man, this uh, – like we mentioned off the top, the the pricing on this slate is is kind of tough in, in terms of, you know, some guy's ability to get to value. But there are some dirt cheap options that give you a ton of flexibility, right? So the, the inclination is going to be to go heavy on those pay-up forwards. And, you know, for, for good reason, they're, they're all – in fantastic spots, but don't forget the Tyler Colix, you know, some of the pay up guard options out there. You're going to be getting a ton of leverage by paying up 
even just in one of your guard spots. Yeah. So something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, people are people are going to be all over this 10K slate. People are going to be trying to punch their their qualifier ticket as soon as the first game of the year. So you know, using using those pay up guards is a way to get different in those larger fields. No doubt about it, Mike. Um, Closing thoughts. The captain's comments to close it out. Yeah, I just you know echoing what you said. Typically, we go 45, 50 minutes. So it's opening night, so you know. Plus, we don't even know. Like usually, when we're in midseason form, we know who's like who's in, who's out. Like, who, <laughs> like right now, it's just kind of like I'm, we're researching five thousand players right now, trying to figure out what's going on. So, yeah, pay attention because ten minutes, five minutes before a lock, you could have some surprise people that are out. Maybe it's a surprise waiver comes through like two hours before the game. It's going to happen. Yeah, like it's going to be It's going to happen. Through. And Johnny K is in the comments right here backing up the Missouri State pick, Ooh, man. Absolutely, Johnny, man. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the, the DFS content. If you like the picks, uh, like I said, the shows will be a lot shorter. We'll be condensed. Uh, please join us, man. We're uh, Yeah, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and we're growing, so we appreciate the support. Yeah, Johnny K hopping in there, a new commenter, as well as our returners, Myron, Jody, Kaylin, Corey. We appreciate y'all. And then the other new is, of course, Don. And depending on the day, he's either C. Thuggin or C. T. Huggin. Huggin on the regs, you know it. Whatever, however we're looking at it. C. Thuggin. When he hits this DK uh, tournament play after watching one and done, he'll be C. T. No, he'll be C. Thuggin in those DK streets for sure. But Myron, Jody, Kaylin, Corey, Johnny, C. Thuggin, and Don. Appreciate y'all for jumping in that comment section. My name is Jay Heinrich, the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media train. He's Mike. He is El Capitan himself, the captain of the Green Screens Media ship. He is Eric the Blue, the Baron of Red of Green Screens Media at Fantasy Nap and those Twitter streets. Follow us all over there. Follow at Get Green Screens. Follow at One and Done CBB. Follow our guy Nape at The Real Napier. Do not go anywhere. As the oh, the, it's, it's time to go. The light, the lighting in those are my those are my lineups tomorrow. That's, that's that's how this is how we're gonna end the night, baby. Everything is going crazy, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Tell somebody you love them. Take care of yourself. Most importantly, let's get this bread. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.